Radio Rounds, the podcast series from St. Louis Children's Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. The pros and cons of social media usage in our teens are significant. So what do we tell them? This is Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing social media, the good, the bad, and what do we tell our teens. Joining me is Dr. Mary Fournier. She's a Washington University adolescent medicine physician at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Dr. Fournier, thank you for joining us. What a great topic. Today's children, they grow up immersed in digital media, which can have both positive and negative effects on healthy development. What's happening with our kids in this digital world? Do you feel that it's making them smarter, more worldly? Is it positive? What do you think of it? Well, I think just like almost everything else in life, there are good things and bad things about social media. I think social media has become ubiquitous among not just teenagers, but adults and pretty much everybody at this point. And there are definitely reasons why we use it. You know, I think particularly for teens, it can help in a variety of ways. Uh, when you actually ask them in surveys what they like about social media or what they get from it, they talk a lot about the social aspect. They talk about being able to kind of maintain their friendships. Most of teenagers are on social media and they, they don't have just real life friends anymore. They have online friends. And a lot of times their social life has moved from being in real life, you know, not, not going out as much, not talking on the phone as much, but on social media. So, you know, they, they are reporting feeling more connected to their friends, developing some, some friendships, and also being able to maintain them even across distances. So that's, I think, a good thing. Other positive things, the more, you know, the, like I said, it's, it's everywhere. It's not going away. You know, the online community and just digital technology in general is something that teens have to learn how to use efficiently and effectively. And the more you use it, the better you are at it. So there are some skills that teens can develop by using social media and can hopefully transfer them you know, as they move forward into different careers. There's, I think, a variety of things that they get from social media, but certainly there's some positives. So for other providers and pediatricians that are helping their teens at their well visits and talking with the parents, can teens become addicted to a smartphone? Tell us, as an adolescent medicine physician, what do you see as the impact of too much social media on these teens? Are you seeing mental issues going on? Are you seeing more depression or addiction type behaviors? Addiction, I think that that information is still coming. You know, certainly there are some programs around the country who are starting to offer uh, treatment for things like video game addiction and, and, and so forth. But really, I think that is a very newer piece of care. But there's a lot of concern about how social media affects teens' mental health. So we know very clearly that there is an increased prevalence of depression, of anxiety, of suicidal thoughts among our adolescents today, as opposed to 20 or 30 years ago. There has been some suggestions that the excessive amount of screen time or the excessive amount of uh, social media has contributed to this. And, and I think the data right now is really 
not clear if there is a direct association between increased social media use and decreased mental health concerns. We know that most cross-functional studies that have looked at this are seeing an association um, between increased screen time and, and increased social media use and increased depression and anxiety, but there's not a lot of data out there that is, is continuing to see that association when you look at a person's own social media use across timelines. And if you know, you're know you using more social media, do you increase your risk of depression in an individual? And that, that data is not there yet. But what we do know is that increased social media use does affect sleep in a variety of ways, whether it's strictly displacing time, you know, sleeping time by them spending hours online, or if they're getting woken up throughout the night because their phone is right there and they're getting alerts and and the screen's turning on and, and that's disrupting their sleep. So we, we, we have very clear evidence that social media and, and increased screen time is directly affecting sleep quality. We know that the poorer sleep quality is the more likely anxiety and depression are going to be in, in there. So it is, again, unclear right now if the increased depression and anxiety is associated with increased social media use, but we think it's mediated um, at least by, by the sleep issue. So there are definitely some concerns to talk about with the mental health and, and social media use. Well, and I think along those lines, time management becomes a problem when kids are so immersed in this social media. And as a result, are they not practicing healthy behaviors? You're talking a little bit about sleep and depression and mental health issues. But then there's the lack of exercise because they're sitting there staring at their phones or they can't time manage or they realize they have homework and it's already 11 o'clock at night. They've been sitting on their phone I'm not talking from personal experience here. And so do you feel that some of the health behaviors are starting to suffer as well? Exercise, healthy eating, time management, all of these things. And how can the pediatrician help with this? I think you're, you're definitely on to something. You know, people talk about, you know, kids being so busy this these days. And, and, and they're not really, if you look at the amount, spent, amount of time kids spend on homework and extracurriculars and sports and exercise, that really hasn't changed, but they do have all this extra time they are spending online. And that pushes other sort of important things in their life away. So yeah, they're, you know, they're going to be sitting on their phone and not necessarily, you know, out taking a run. As far as time management goes, the one thing that's really unique, I think, about teenagers today, as opposed to, uh, people who did not kind of grow up in this digital age, their attention span and the fact that, you know, they're not really just doing one thing. Like you mentioned homework. There's studies that looked at when kids are on their computer doing homework, what, like how much time are they actually spending doing their homework and, and, and what else are they doing? And, and they're constantly multitasking with other digital uh, environments, digital media. So they might have you know, Instagram up, they might have their paper that they're researching up, they might have some websites that they're using to help write their paper, they might have, you know, TikTok or Netflix or something else, and they're just constantly going back and forth between these screens. So I think time management in that regard is certainly um, very different than, than in previous generations. I don't know if it's good, if it's bad, but we certainly know it just is at this point. So it's something to just recognize that, that teens are are certainly 
understanding or their attention is is very um, different than, than than previous generations. So I think you know how that translates to parents or you know providers or teachers is that we have to recognize we can't spend time and and, and lecture at, at, at teens. You know we really have to have this interactive experience. And when we're trying to educate, you know, when I do health education with my patients. I tend to to use kind of little snippets now and also use other things. I, I, I bring in websites and they, you know, kind of recommend they look at different apps to, to help with health information because that's that's what they're used to. And they're not just going to necessarily take my little spiel for for granted. They kind of want to see it, see what else is out there. Well, I appreciate that you also brought up screen time in school because even the AAP has recognized that now screen time has changed when it used to be television, you know, or movies, whatever. Now they need some of that screen time for their homework and they're on there. And as you say, they may not be doing what they're supposed to be doing, but they do need it for their homework. Do you have any resources for providers so they can direct their patients to help make some of these decisions? Because these can be tough decisions for parents. It is, and it's also I think parents are sometimes struggling because if if somebody is uh, on their computer doing homework, it's a little bit challenging to figure out again because they're multitasking and flipping between sites or screens. They don't necessarily know how much you know they're 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 on their homework. What how much are they doing or how much are they social media or FaceTiming or whatever with their friends, and that that can be a little bit challenging for parents to put limits. But I think. Open communication for families with their kids, having expectations, modeling good behavior with both you know digital media and and social media in general, I think is very important. And as far as going back to the screen time, you know it's it's difficult to include time spent on on, on work or classes um, in the screen time. But I think outside of that, that two hours is still. You know, that recommendation of a, of a two-hour limit of extra screen time, whether it is their phone or their computer or tablet or TV or whatever, I think that's just a good time limit. You know, you, it allows for other uh, activities like family meals and appropriate bedtimes and social activities with their friends outside of the digital world. So I, I, still, I still use that, that classic two hours of screen time outside of homework as a recommendation and a guideline for my families. As we wrap up, what else would pediatricians and other healthcare providers want to know about this topic when you're counseling your patients? What would you like other providers to know about working with their teens and the parents to develop that communication, helping them through this whole crazy digital world? Well, I think the communication and the discussion starts very young. I, we know that you know seven, eight, nine-year-olds now have smartphones. And that number is growing every year. So it has to start right at the very beginning, the first time they get a phone, having parents set very clear guidelines and expectations about the, what the family's beliefs and values are around phone use, and and then enforcing them just like they would any other um, rule or, or, or guideline with consequences that are clearly set out ahead of time and followed through. So. You know, if they need to lose their phone or, you know, take away social media for a while, that is that is reasonable. I also recommend, and this is maybe unpopular, I usually do recommend that 
parents friend their kids on these social media sites and encourage their teens to accept friends from you know other family members so they're they're not just hiding what they're doing it's a little bit more out in the open that i think is at least one way to stay connected online i think the the final thing is encourage activities outside of social media you know it's it's very easy to get to get lost in it to get to spend so much time Everybody, including teenagers, enjoy actually putting down their phones and interacting in real life with their friends and family. And so just, you know, prioritizing that and and encouraging that to happen a little bit every day, a little bit every week, uh, so they they are able to maintain those social connections outside of the digital world. Well, it is great advice. Dr. Fournier, thank you so much for joining us again and sharing your expertise and helping us to understand what our teens are going through. Thank you again. That concludes this episode of Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, please call the Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. To learn more about this and other healthcare topics at St. Louis Children's Hospital, please visit stlouischildrens.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other St. Louis Children's Hospital podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.